Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women stop emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And today I am so excited to have a special guest, Pip, with Rooted Eats on the show today. Um, Pip and I met during a coaching program, and now we both work on the Create My Weight team, where I work as the mindset coach, and Pip is the plant-based chef who shares amazing recipes. She is creative in the kitchen and makes cooking look easy, but really it is because I've tried some of her recipes and it really is simple. And she also has a knack for adding spices and herbs to make somewhat mundane food or what we might think is mundane taste really delicious. So Pip is a holistic health and wellness plant-based nutrition specialist, a mind body master, and a somatic repatterning expert, which I didn't realize that part of you, Pip. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's something new within the last two years, I would say. Um, okay. I have discovered and uncovered. So it's definitely a part of my journey. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, Pip. I'm so excited to have you here. So go ahead and tell us about you and what really inspired you to dive into your health journey and ultimately eat plant-based. Well, thank you. First of all, I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to share my story. Um, So yeah, a little bit about me, a little background. Um, I have struggled with skin conditions my entire life um, as an infant, really, you know, into like that toddler age. Um, And even up until about, I was about five or six, um, I had rashes. Um, Later, I found out it was eczema. No one ever told me that until I was about 16. Um, And then when I was around 12 years old, so right around that early puberty age, um, I had acne that I dealt with up until, I mean, really last year, basically. Um, So that's what inspired me when I was a, when was it? It was the summer after I graduated from college. I just had enough with my skin conditions. My acne um, was still here. I had hormonal acne um, and I just, you know, I went on birth control. I did all these different things. Every topical cream you could ever imagine I tested and nothing, nothing was working. I still dealt with eczema flare-ups um, and I just had enough. So I took about eight to 10 months after I graduated from college and really just did a deep dive. I would spend hours researching, um, you know, different skincare ingredients, you know, uh, just everything you could possibly imagine. Um, And eventually, you know, I realized that, you know, your skin is your biggest organ and it absorbs everything. So I realized also after doing all the research that, you know, most skincare ingredients are just full of toxic chemicals. Um, a lot of the skincare ingredients that, you know, are okay in the U S are actually banned in other places of the world, like Canada, Europe, things like that. Um, and so I decided to go the natural route, um, organic skincare, things like that. Um, and so I, you know, I would use honey on my face. I would buy, you know, from different organic skincare companies, um, you know, small businesses mostly because back then, you know, 
it wasn't very mainstream to have, you know, organic skincare. Um, and I did notice a difference in my, my skin, my acne, people would compliment me like, Oh, you know, your skin is glowing, things like that. But my acne never went away. (laughs) Um, I still dealt with it. Um, and then one day I was on YouTube and by, by chance, um, a video popped up to my feed that was like, I think it was titled like how to clear your skin on a vegan diet or something. And that was that moment. Everyone has a moment eventually in life that just truly transforms them. And it's like the point of no return. And that was my, one of my points. Um, so I, you know, I had heard about veganism, um, you know, back then, oh my God, almost a decade ago at this point, um, you know, plant-based was not really a thing. It was definitely not mainstream, even, you know, the vegan lifestyle was not very mainstream. Um, but what it taught me is that you could heal your, you could heal yourself through food. So that basically turned into my motto that food is medicine. Um, and so I went on this whole journey of going vegan and then plant-based and really understanding that you can heal yourself from the inside out um, using food as a tool and modality. That's beautiful. <laughs> I did not realize, like, I know, like, I know a little bit of your story and I know that you struggle with like acne and, you know, skin issues, but I didn't know it was like all the way back to like from when you were a baby. Yeah. So that's the interesting part. Um, so I had a period again, my skin, it it cleared up kind of, um, but it still didn't actually heal all the way. Mm -hmm. Um, and about two years ago, um, just life, I got divorced, you know, I ended a relationship, you know, that I'd been in for 10 years and my whole life just, you know, got flipped upside down. And I realized I was like, okay, I need to take care of myself. Like I need to focus on myself. Um, and then in 2018, I actually, that was kind of my, the start of my self-development journey. Um, so I was reading a lot of books, um, you know, the untethered soul, um, what books do I have behind me? Um, you know, the seat of the soul, just different things, you know, trying to help myself. I was so unhappy. I was, you know, like a shell of a person, like a ghost of a person. I was like, something needs to change. Um, and so during this whole self-development journey, I realized that the part that I was missing, so I had the physical part of it, which is, you know, exercise, nutrition, you know, what you put topically on your skin, but there was still something missing and it was the emotional aspect of it. Um, so I, I'm that type of person where I don't like emotions. <laughs> I still, so, many of us do. <laughs> You're not alone, Pip. <laughs> I, you know, I stayed far away. I had a lot of trauma, um, from, you know, when I was a teenager, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, you know, he was, just, you know, that five-year period was just awful, terrible. I was adopted as an infant. Um, and although my parents did a great job of, you know, I never felt like, you know, I was adopted, like those are my parents, things like that. But I didn't realize there was all this trauma that stemmed from that moment. Um, and so as I was like starting to uncover these things, I realized that your emotions actually create your physical conditions that you experience. So if you have anxiety, um, you know, if you stick, you know, skin conditions, right. It it all stems from these emotions that we don't process. Um, and because emotions are scary, right. We don't want to sit in them because it's, no one likes to do that. Right. You don't want to sit in the discomfort, but until you do, until you find that root cause and you actually sit in it, you're never going to physically heal your, your conditions and your symptoms. Um, so that's where I'm kind of at the end of that journey now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm finally 
truly healing the root causes of my skin conditions. Wow. That's, that's so powerful. And, you know, I think a lot of the listeners can relate as far as like that emotional aspect, because a lot of, you know, eating is an overeating is based like the root cause is because of an unwanted emotion. You know, it's like, we don't want to feel these negative emotions. And so I think it's so important to learn, like, um, develop this emotional intelligence and like, what is an emotion and how do I just let it be in my body? And it can heal us in so many ways, whether that be, you know, like around your skin, around eating, around like your relationship with your body. Like it's, it's so powerful. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I know that making changes in your nutrition can sometimes seem seem daunting, right? It can seem like this, like I have to do everything. I have to like, like, especially when like, okay, I'm going to go vegan, right? It's like, if I'm eating McDonald's and then I go vegan, like how do, like, how do I even do that? Right. Um, And I know that's an extreme example, but just making changes in our nutrition. And we know like food is, you know, like it's going to affect how we feel and it's going to affect our energy. Um, so maybe like if you could share what your biggest obstacles in just getting started were and how you overcame them. Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone goes through that. Um, very few people go, go cold Turkey. Um, (laughs) so it's definitely a process. It's easier if it is a process. So the way I started, um, my senior year of college, I was, I didn't eat a lot of red meat in college, especially, um, you know, my mom was a, my mom was a phenomenal cook. Um, it's where I learned how to cook. Um, so, you know, my, my meals at home were, you know, healthy enough. They were still under the, you know, standard American diet, but you know, they were more nutritious than most people, I would definitely say. Um, but in college, I just became so sick of chicken. Um, you know, when you're a college student, <laughs> probably the cheapest protein, right? Uh, especially, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so I was just like, I can't eat chicken anymore. So I I became pescatarian. You know, I would eat sushi. Every once in a while, I would have a burger. But for the most part, I was vegetarian or pescatarian. Um, and then in 2013, when I was like, okay, like, I've hit the point of no return, like something needs to change with my skin. Um, and then doing all the research and finding out about, you know, veganism and how you can really heal yourself. Um, I decided that, okay, I was going to do that, but it was definitely a process. So the two things, my two biggest challenges were cheese and eggs. And I know that's the case for a lot of people, especially cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese is very addictive. There's studies out there. There's a ton of, um, um, that basically show you that cheese is, it does the same, uh, it's like the same thing as an addict, right? So if you look at an addict's brain, right, there's certain chemical compounds, you know, when they're doing a certain type of drug, it's the same thing with cheese. So that's why cheese is so addictive and it's so hard to give up. Um, and then eggs. <laughs> Um, and then eggs, I loved eggs, um, you know, staple for me back then, you know, breakfast, just really easy and they're in everything too. Um, you know, so eating out, especially cheese, dairy, things like that. Um, so it took me a full year to actually transition all the way into a vegan diet. Um, Hmm. and then after that, it was pretty, I was pretty set. (laughs) Um, I can be, 
my mom likes to call me stubborn. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's that conviction. Um, you know, once I hit that point of no return, there's no going back. So I, I was really set and really truly healing my skin. Um, and what I found was actually going vegan within about three or four months, I could actually physically tell, um, that I don't want to say that I had lost weight, but like the, the inflammation in my body had gone down a little bit. I was like a little bit thinner. And again, it's not really like weight loss. Um, I didn't have weight to lose. I didn't go vegan to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but my body adapted and it, def- I could definitely tell that it, it enjoyed right. Eating more whole foods, eating plants, things like that versus like the dairy, um, and all of the meat. Yeah. So w- would you say that's kind of like, like you were less puffy and like the inflammation went down? Yeah. Um, like in my face, um, but especially, I remember like looking at my arms and my arms looked more defined and toned. Okay. Um, so, you know, I was an athlete all my life. I played division one soccer. Um, so again, like it wasn't the weight loss, but like <laughs> <laughs> I could like, you know, and I was working out at the gym and again, within that three or four month period, I was like, holy cow, like I have more arm definition. Like this yeah. is, wow. Yeah, <laughs> this is making awesome. a difference. That is so awesome. Um, So would you say that kind of like your conviction and like dedication stems from just like the physical changes you were seeing in your skin and you were just like, you're like, my skin is clearing up because I'm eating this food and therefore I'm going to continue eating this food no matter what. I think yes and no. I think for me, um, especially as I've gone on like my whole self-development journey and really started to truly understand myself for me, it's like this inner knowing, um, you know, there's like some things where I'm like, like, that's it. Or like, I have to do that. Things like that. Um, I will say seeing the physical changes was obviously like a bonus. It was like the cherry on top. Um, but I think it was, finding like knowing the information that you know if you're putting good things into your body at some point right you will get that return on investment you know those ROIs um and so for me I think it was more like the feeling I had more energy um you know I felt lighter that's definitely a thing that people notice pretty quickly is when you transition or if you I don't want to say transition, but if you eat more whole foods, right, you feel lighter. And I remember my very first Thanksgiving um, that I was vegan. I remember most people right after that Thanksgiving dinner, you feel so sluggish and heavy and like you have to take like a five hour nap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I remember getting done with my dinner for Thanksgiving and I was like, I don't feel that way. Like I could, like I could go run outside in like 30 minutes and like be good to go. Um, so that for, I remember that specifically was another point where I was like, okay, like, like, I don't, I don't want to go back. Uh, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel too good to go back. Yes. I guess is what it is. Yeah, definitely. And I know in my, my own journey, as far as just going from eating a lot of processed low fat foods to more whole foods based it's just like that energy that i had like that consistent energy i had throughout the day was like a game changer it was just like this is amazing <laughs> like like i didn't want to go back so exactly awesome. yeah i felt uh, stronger i had more energy it was like all of the above yeah awesome 
Do you ever feel deprived of certain foods? Um, and I'm thinking like, you know, if, if you go plant-based, okay. I'm thinking if I go plant-based or if I went plant-based, like ice cream, like I talk about ice cream all the time on this episode or on this podcast because I love ice cream. Um, do you ever feel deprived of certain foods that like aren't plant-based and how do you manage that? I, and I was really thinking about this every once in a while, especially during the beginning. And I will say, um, you know, within the past decade, you know, there's so many more alternatives out there versus when I first started. Yes, 100% agree. <laughs> so it's, you know, you can definitely go to the store, right. And buy a plant-based ice cream or at least a vegan ice cream. Um, but I will say for per- personally for me, um, I'm trying to remember I didn't have a lot of issues like every I remember hot Cheetos for whatever reason I don't know why <laughs> I would like crave hot Cheetos I still to this day don't know why um but it's just so right like every I like the strong I was like I need hot Cheetos um but for me I was like I like I've committed to this this is my lifestyle um you know I'm not gonna buy the hot Cheetos because I feel like you know, I would be like cheating on myself, like letting myself down in a way. Yeah. Um, and that was really important to me. I wanted to stay true to who I was and, um, you know, I made this decision and that was that. Um, so I will say like, for me personally, I didn't have a lot of issues like, Oh, like I miss, um, I don't know. I, I miss candy bars or something like that. That wasn't a huge issue for me. And again, I think it goes back to the fact that, you know, once you eat a certain way, like once you've committed to a lifestyle, you just feel so much better. So I was like, why would I eat something that it's not going to make me feel good? <laughs> At least for me personally. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I do agree. There's so many, um, alternatives out there now, whether it be like keto or paleo or vegan, you know, it's like, there's, there's so many options that you can kind of find. Like if I really needed some ice cream, I could find a vegan ice cream. That would be, I'm sure delicious. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I did. Uh, I mean, I will say like when I first, like the first two years or something, I was definitely, you know, not whole foods, plant-based, you know, I would eat vegan alternatives and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say I did cook a lot of my meals at home at that point still. Um, and so, you know, I was still predominantly eating a lot of whole foods and things like that. So it kind of balanced itself out. Um, and when you, when you're eating more whole foods, right, you know, naturally those processed foods are going to decrease as you increase, right. Your consumption with whole foods and things like that. So I would, you know, I would buy, you know, if I was at Trader Joe's or Costco or something, I, yeah, of course I would buy something that's vegan. Um, but there would only be like a couple of items versus, you know, Mm -hmm. the rest of my stuff, which is, you know, unprocessed, you know, a lot of produce basically. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So speaking of produce, um, (laughs) How many of ser- how many servings of veggies should we be eating a day? And is there such a thing as too many vegetables? <laughs> no, there, you can never <laughs> eat too many vegetables. Um, you know, five to seven, you know, of servings is pretty good. I personally don't, 
I don't like to label things for me again, it's a lifestyle. So it's how many, how many whole foods can I incorporate vegetables, fruits, whatever it is, like how, how much of that stuff can I incorporate into my meals each and every single day? Um, so, you know, for me, obviously I'm plant-based, it's all going to be vegetables, fruits, whole grains, things like that. Um, but for someone starting off, it's just, you know, a really easy way to do it is just cut your plate in half. And can you fill it with a salad? Mm -hmm. super simple, right? Because with the standard American diet, right, it's flip-flop. So the, the biggest portion, right, of your food is generally your protein, right? And then it's a side, it's a side of vegetables, right? Um, you know, it's a side of green beans and then it's like a side of mashed potatoes or whatever it is. I mean, and if that, right? Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, it's probably cooked in a ton of oil. There's probably a ton of butter, you know, you add cheese and it's just, it piles up. Right. So you're eating all of these high fat calories, right. And where if you just flip flop everything, you're automatically incorporating more vegetables into your diet just by cutting your plate in half. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, and that kind of goes into my next question which is, I mean, you already gave us one, like what are three steps listeners can take to make eating veggies just kind of like a part of their everyday life. And so you mentioned like adding more vegetables to your plate, making that, that portion, a larger portion of your plate. Um, what are maybe like two other things that listeners can take to make veggies a part of everyday life? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for me, I think education is a really important step. A lot of people don't, don't know, like, what does a healthy meal look like? Um, so that for me, that's a really big part of what I love to do, but I think it's also just really important for people to have the information because, you know, it's not out there. (laughs) Um, you know, if you grew up eating fast foods, you know, how would you know, you know, how to eat, half a plate full of vegetables, right? Um, It's just, it's what you grew up, it's what you grow up with. It's your environment. You know, it's what you're fed at, you know, during school, things like that. Um, So education, I think is a really important step of just, even just incorporating just more whole foods into your diet. That can be a step. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's certain ways you can do that. So for example, cutting your plate in half, like I just said, Um, you could do, you know, if, if you had a smoothie every morning, right? You, you can pack it with spinach, kale, you could do cauliflower, cucumber, zucchini, right? These all, you know, and that's just one smoothie. Um, you know, if you really wanted to do something, you know, you could add a high quality green powder that's full of fruits, vegetables, things like that. Um, so that's another example. If you like to cook at home, um, you can make sauces. Like if you make a, if you love pasta, like take a bolognese sauce, right? You can pump that full of vegetables, carrots, zucchini, uh, mushrooms. You could add cauliflower if you wanted to, right? Um, if you like sauces, you can swap out a, try and think of a sauce, um, an Alfredo sauce, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can make the base of your Alfredo sauce, you know, without cream, butter, and you can add cauliflower. You can add a little bit of miso to give that kind of umami cheesiness to it. Um, and you know, that's just a really simple way to make a, an Alfredo sauce at home. That's of course it won't be the exact same, but you'll, it's still going to give you the same effect. It'll be creamy, 
you can, you know, it'll be a little bit cheesy, just depending, you know, if you wanted to add real cheese, you could, you know, use a quarter of the amount if you wanted to, you can make it fully plant-based. Um, so there's all these different ways that you can incorporate vegetables where you don't have to try and it doesn't have to be hard either. Definitely. Definitely. And I love, I love just like, like your philosophy, like it does, you don't have to jump in the deep end. You don't have to like go fully plant-based, but here, here's a way to just incorporate some more veggies and more whole foods into the meals that you are eating. So I think that's super helpful. Um, yeah. Um, so you, like I said before, you are 100% committed to your, your lifestyle, your healthy lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, which I think is awesome and something I admire about you. What really inspired you to be so committed? That's a good question. <laughs> um, and I think it, it truly goes back. Um, it goes back to like the point of no return for me. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, especially if you're someone, uh, you know, who's dieted a lot, you, you need like a true why a very deep why. And I talk about this a lot, um, just with people that I work with and CMW, of course, um, if you don't have, if you have a very surface level, why, you know, when things get hard, you're going to deviate, you know, you're just going to throw in the towel and be like, you know what, it's okay. Like I failed before you know, what's another, what's another fail. Right. Um, so you, you truly need a deep why and that, that deeper why is going to get you through those tough times. So again, for me, it was, I like, I can't, I can't go through my skin conditions anymore. Um, I had a really bad flare up of my eczema when I was 16, um, just covered from my ankles all the way up my legs on my face. I had to sleep with ice packs, um, it was awful. I saw four different doctors. One of the doctors thought I had lupus, you know, all these crazy things. Um, and then finally I got referred to a dermatologist. She took one look at me and she's like, oh yeah, you have eczema. <laughs> My mom and I were like, wait, what? <laughs> wow. Um, I am like dumbfounded right now. Yeah. So it's, it's, that. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so for me, I just, I had suffered with these things for so long. I just, I hit my breaking point. I was like, this is it. Um, something has to be done and I'm not going to give up until I have found what will heal me truly and 100%. Um, so that's, I think that's the biggest thing is I had a, a very deep why. Um, and that, that was like my light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I 100% agree on your why, like it has to be so deep and so compelling, right? And it doesn't need to like everybody listening. It doesn't need to be like this health scare or like this big health issue. Like you can create your own why and have deep convictions for why you want to shift the way you eat, shift your mindset, whatever it is, um, you can find your, your own why. And it can be in, it has to be like an internal reason for you essentially. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So Pip, how do you approach days when you aren't perfect? If there are any, <laughs> there are <laughs> with like your nutrition or your fitness, right? Like, like what is kind of like your mental state and like your, your thoughts around that? 
Yeah, I love this question. Um, so I'm going to touch on both actually. Um, so within the past two years, I've really just have been working on myself, you know, put myself first, really understanding, you know, how I meant to live in this world, basically. Um, so for my fitness, um, you know, I, I grew up an athlete. Um, I played division one soccer. I've always loved sports and that's, it's like part of my identity. Um, so I've always been very active and within the last two years, my fitness has at times been non-existent. Um, last year for, six, six and a half months, I did not exercise at all, at all. Um, and that was very different for me. It was very scary for me. Um, that's really surprising to me. <laughs> me too. Like that's surprising. Okay. Tell it, us was, more. it was very different. Um, so the only thing I did was, you know, walk my dog, you know, we would go out for an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Um, that was the only form of exercise that I did. Um, because I was going through, um, my emo, like I was digging through my emotional well-being and all of my traumas, you know, from childhood and, you know, just different experiences that I've had. Um, and so I really, I had to trust in the process. Um, and my body at that time just couldn't handle exercise because so much was going into my emotional well-being and basically deconstructing like my, my, all these identities that I had, right. That were rooted in traumas. Um, I had to go through piece by piece, you know, sit in those emotions, let my body process. And because of that, right. I, I couldn't, I couldn't go exercise. Like I just, I physically could not do it. It was not what was best for me during that period. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the last two years, my fitness has been very up and down. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still not back to where I want to be. Um, you know, I'm hoping within the next month or so I'll be back at the gym three to four times a week. Um, but you know, it's, you know, I'll have months where I'll go to the gym, you know, once, maybe twice a week, you know, sometimes I'll go, you know, three times a month. Um, it's just very dependent on my, like where I am that day. Um, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, so yeah, very very scary very new for me um again being an athlete like that's part of my identity is being able to like work off my emotions and you know run and exercise endorphins you know all the things that come with exercising um so it's I've had to learn to trust myself in in such a deep way over the last two years and that that was huge it was it's a like I now I know like at some point I will be back to where I want to be. Um, but for right now I am where I'm at and that's okay. Um, it's taken a lot of grace (laughs) to get to that point. Um, but we're, we're here now. So that's the fitness part. Um, in terms of food, um, you know, I will say, you know, I, I eat out sometimes most of my meals, you know, I make at home probably like 90%, of the time. Um, are they perfect every time? No. Do I eat a giant bowl of pasta sometimes? <laughs> yes. Um, so my meals are not perfect <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, I don't have all the colors of the rainbow in every single dish, um, you know, 24 seven, you know, seven days a week. Um, but you know, for the most part, you know, they are balanced. Um, and it's taken me, it did not, you know, take me a week to get to that point. Um, it's been a journey. Um, you know, the more, 
you know, the more research that I did over the years, um, you know, I really came to understand like what, what's right for me and my body, um, what makes me feel my best, um, under the umbrella of whole foods, plant-based okay. diet, basically. Um, so I am not perfect. My meals are not perfect. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's up and down. Um, you know, there are, during those last two years, you know, there were days, you know, I had two meals a day instead of three, or maybe I had one meal, um, just because of my energy level. So I just, you know, for everyone listening, I just, I want to put it out there that, you know, each day is different. Everyone is different. Um, it's a journey, right? Um, you'll go through different phases throughout your entire life. And, you know, those phases are going to look different and your nutrition will look different. Your fitness will look different. Um, and that's just part of life. And that's part of the journey. Yeah. I think that's so important to share with everyone is, and I, I love that you said that you had to have like grace with yourself, right? And just letting the process be and like being okay with that. Um, Cause I think oftentimes when we, we want to like, just in general thinking of like our health and fitness or like our diet and fitness, we think we need to be kind of like on this even keel, like we need to be doing the same thing for, I don't know, the rest of our life, but yeah, our fitness is going to change over time. What we eat is going to change over time. And that's okay. That's just part of life. That's just part of the process. So um, yeah, I love like having grace with yourself and trusting the process and knowing that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, Healing is not <laughs> linear. <laughs> Nothing has gone wrong because you ate a big bowl of pasta. <laughs> you are totally fine. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, the biggest thing I can say is healing is not linear. It's a spiral. Um, yes. you know, it's, you know, you, you know, you think you've, you know, mastered something and then, you know, months later something, you know, triggers you again and you're like, I thought I, I thought I worked through all of this. Um, but yes, that's the biggest thing I, I think I can say is healing is not linear. It's not pretty. Um, you know, there are good days there are bad days. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you will get through it. Um, you know, one day at a time and, you know, this, this too shall pass. It, it always does. It always will. Um, you just need to have faith in that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And reminding yourself in the moment that yes, yes, this like, no, I love remembering like no feeling is final. Like we're not going to be stuck in a feeling for the rest of our life. Like everything ebbs and flows. Um, and so I think it's really important to remind ourselves when we are in that moment of struggle that this is just part of life. It will pass you know, there's greener pastures out there. However Absolutely. You <laughs> so yeah. So Pip, how can listeners find out more about you? Yeah. Um, you can follow me on social media. Um, my handle is rooted underscore double underscore eats, um, on Instagram and then just rooted eats on Facebook. And then I do have a website, uh, rooted eats.com. Okay. Awesome. And do you work mainly like one-on-one? Like what are your programs like as far as working with clients? 
Yeah, right now, um, I just only do one-on-one. Um, I do eventually want to do a group program because um, I love working in groups. I also love working one-on-one, um, but for right now, yes, one-on-one. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Pip. It's been a pleasure. Um, I love all the information that you shared and just sharing your story. And I know many of the listeners out there can relate um, to what you've said and have probably learned a lot from what you've shared with us today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast and just thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher in the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where I share what healthy weight loss looks like. Okay, my friends, have a great week. Bye.